0: Welcome to the Sensible Soccer Podcast. In this and the coming episodes, we'll be looking inside the game with experts who truly understand the workings of modern football. We'll be taking a look at a whole range of topics, including but not limited to tactics, training and player and youth development. But in this first podcast, we take a look at the upcoming Champions League round of 16 games, which feature five Premier League clubs in action. With me to look at how the five managers of those teams operate and the tactics they're likely to employ is Mike Phelan. When it comes to the Champions League, few English coaches have more experience than Mike. Working under Sir Alex Ferguson, Mick was involved in United's 2008 Champions League triumph as well as runs to the final in 2009 and 2011. As a player with United, Mike also won the European Cup Winners' Cup in 1991. So wait, European nights, always different for the fans, the atmosphere under the lights of a big Champions League nights are different. But what, from a coach's point of view and preparing the team, what what's what was it like to be involved in those? What was different? Well, there
1: definitely is a difference. There's a difference in uh, in attitude and, and sort of application, really, in training. All players definitely enjoy a, a European night because the focus of attention, the detail... It's far greater. And I think also for an individual football player, it's the stage, it's the environment. And they, uh, they see it as a huge, a huge event.
0: So when we look at the, these five English teams that we have in the Champions League at this stage, and, and there's a fair chance looking at it that we, we could have four or five of them yeah. maybe in the, in, the, in, the, in the quarterfinal stage. And you look at the different managers there. There's obviously different personalities, different, different tactical approaches, which we're going to go into. But do you see a common thread there? Something that they, that they do have in uh, in common amongst themselves?
1: Yeah, there is a there is a, a definite common thread, and that is not just the individual managers, but the clubs, obviously, and the experience the clubs have in in European football, the history of the football clubs. But the managers themselves are from a background of Serious work ethic. Right. They, um, you know, they've all been there, seen it, done it. Most of them have been players at the highest level, but actually, their attitude towards football and particularly European football is huge. They just put more time in, more, more uh, attention to detail um, than than possibly all the other managers out there, and and, and it shows. You know, we're looking at. So Manchester City, Chelsea, Man United, Tottenham, Liverpool, we look at the, the managers in particular and two out of those five have won 50-odd trophies between them
0: mm. you
1: know, at all levels. And then we have you know the Chelsea's who've won a few things and, and Tottenham possibly and, uh, is, is, is the least out of all that. But Tottenham are progressing and progressive in Europe and, uh, and it will be interesting to see how they, how they go on. I,
0: mean, I was watching Klopp on the on the on the touchline, uh, Huddersfield the other week, and he's, he really is kicking every ball. He stood up and he's involved with Guardiola. very similar in that respect. they so extremely; they seem very intense. People. Yeah, we
1: look at the we look at the individuals, and we look at their you know I mentioned background, but we from where they're from, you know, we've got Spain, we've got Argentinian Italians, you know, we've got Germans. They're all very culturally you know, how can you put it? Very culturally uh, out there and, and very demonstrative types and, and passionate, you know, passionate cultures. So that's reflected in their teams and their work ethic. And, and it's, an important, it's an important asset to have.
0: I mean, they've got to this level in the game. And I just wonder, you know, you, you see those personalities. Can you imagine them like sitting back of an evening and deciding to watch Coronation Street on the telly? Or at- Well, they all
1: must have certain times when they try to switch off, but I think it would be difficult because of the intensity of the matches and the clubs that they work for, you know, and and the expectation level that not only do the supporters have of these clubs and, and, and the owners of these clubs, but the, the expectation they put on themselves to win, to, to, to be the best they can possibly be. And I think... You know, downtime for them, maybe hours rather than days. Um, yeah. But they have to find it because they do need that, that to take the serious element out of it when they can. But others will be driven by it. They, they they enjoy that moment.
0: Let's let's start off looking then at the City and Guardiola. He's possibly the most intense of all of them and, and, and certainly the most interesting in terms of the tactics and the way his team have played this year. Um certainly, dominating the Premier League you'd expect them to beat Basel but in, in the Champions League in Europe how well suited is that style City style do you think to, to the European football? I think it is highly suited
1: to, to European football I think the dominance in the Premier League will be carried into, into Europe I think in a manager of his experience and, and the systems he's come up with and the players he's worked with will, will come through in the end you know, we obviously can talk about Pep and, and Man City, but what we see is a is a definite hard working ethic, a very personal approach to his players as a as a manager, and I think he's got flexibility in his tactical awareness as well, and he's got the players to be able to be flexible with. So he's um, you know his his style is high intensity, a high pressing game, counter attack game at times. But also, he likes that creativeness in his team to be able to overload certain specific areas in 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 matches, and as we can see in the Premier League, it's it's worked magnificently. I think now it's taking it to that next level for Manchester City to to not just be semi finalists. Now they've got to get to that final and prove to everybody um, that they are capable of winning the big the big big matches.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the one team that that seemed to crack it in terms of, I mean, we've seen different approaches teams have taken to stopping City. The teams in the bottom half of the league sitting deep, and that never seems to work because eventually yeah. they, they've got such good players that eventually they'll break you down. But Liverpool went for them, didn't they? they? They went out and attacked them. I don't, I don't know. Can you see another team having that?
1: I think in Europe there are different elements. Um, that are put into play because we're talking about a home game and an away game uh, in, in relatively quick succession now that we're in the group stages. But I think a lot will be taken from the Liverpool effort when teams play against Manchester City um, and the, the approach they will take. But from Manchester City's point of view, they aren't going to change that much. They, they change during the game, but they don't necessarily change their style Uh, leading into a match and I think the experience of Pep and and what he's trying to translate to his players now is they are capable of being serious challenges at this level and I think that's an interesting one uh, looking forward so you know percentage wise they are you know possession based high possession based but they have an attitude to get that ball into the right areas quickly and also create those overloads into those areas, you know, where they can hurt teams. Teams playing against them, you know, have different options. They have to try and well ment- contain Manchester City at times, but they also have to try and inflict some damage on Manchester mm-hmm. City. And that might might be where those coaches in the teams that they're going to play against will will have a look at the Liverpool match in particular and think, well, you know, we have to be more forward thinking, we have to be more in control of the game, more in control of possession, if we possibly can be, because, you know, these the way-go rules and things like that now play play a big part. So there will be a different shift and a different attitude to European games than than league games.
0: We'd expect City to get through that one against Basel, but then, you know, later in the tournament, they're going to come up against... You know, a Barcelona or a Paris Saint Germain, or one of these, one of these top teams, they're going to come up against, and they're going to have to beat them to if they if they're going if they're going to win it. I mean, in the past, they've just fallen short, haven't they, City, when it's when it's come to the crunch? Do you think this is a stronger, not just in terms of the talent, but in terms of the mentality? Do they look stronger for the challenge?
1: Yeah, I think they're up for the challenge this time round. I think the consistency and their work ethic now as a team and. The collectiveness of the team is a lot different than it has been before, and that's definitely down to Pep Guardiola and his staff. They've they've created a different culture now, so I think they'll be, you know, firing on all cylinders and and looking forward to the challenge ahead and getting to that that final and hopefully, you know, coming out victorious.
0: Let's move on then and have a look at uh, at Chelsea, who've. Been quite inconsistent of late. It's hard to know what to expect, but certainly a team that up against Barcelona on a, a home night in the Champions League will fancy, them, fancy this, this themselves. This one's a really
1: interesting encounter. This, week. yeah, I mean they've met each other before, um, and they have a Chelsea, a manager that is extremely passionate about his football, massively hard-working manager. Um, the one downside, possibly, to Chelsea's exertions in the premier league and then taking into europe is possibly the lack of depth in the squad. Right. You know they have injuries at the moment they'll probably be trying to get them ready for the champions league fixture. I think that's that's an important aspect of it. But they have a they have a good work ethic, a good philosophy of of being strong and stable and they are possibly one of the the teams in in europe at the moment that dominate periods of time you know they have got those those players that can put in the work rate they can put in the tactical side of it they do play a short passing possession type game so they can have moments where they will control the football match whether they can do the damage at the other side which is score the goals that matter only time will tell but i'm sure in his formations he will be reasonably Flexible and, mm-hmm. and possibly different in home and away legs.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's he, like the the wing backs. And success last year in the in terms of winning the league was built around the three three central defenders and two attacking full-backs. He's varied that quite a bit this year. How Italian do you think they are? Because I mean, you know, Conte, obviously, that you know, Juventus man comes from that background, and there's a great tradition of, of managers. From that club, do you get a sense that they're an Italian team, or has he just sort of are these styles merging in Europe now
1: I think he 's probably taken on board a little bit of the the English approach and mixed it with the Italian side of it he won 't i'm sure antonio won 't um, lose the fact that he is italian yeah. so with that comes the passion, the organization. The technical element to the game and, and the tactical side of it. I think all those things will be on show at, at this level of football, and, and quite rightly so. But you know, he ha- he has got stability in, in in his selections. He he definitely has shown that. But this is a huge huge game. You know, Chelsea versus Barca is is a proper European yeah. night. And, uh, and and will be approached differently in both legs, depending on, you know, where they're at after that first time. But it will definitely be a two-legged tie, this game.
0: I think it maybe suggests how far the English clubs have come in Europe in the last few years. That when Chelsea beat Barcelona with Mourinho, how many years ago that was now? Seven yeah. or eight years ago, isn't it? they did it with an ultra defensive display and ground them down and and, and sneak sneak the win really that way it worked, worked hard for it was you just can't imagine that kind of game now where they'll come and play totally defensive against Barcelona
1: no no i think uh, i think there has been a shift from that that sort of side of 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 chelsea's makeup now and and, and the way they they formulate a game you know i think it's important you know the the first leg will always be a tactical side to it mm. because because they realize it's over two games not just one and you have to be in it the second mm. the second game um and antonio mm. will know you know what is required to uh, to beat barcelona hopefully at the time of the game he will have the players that he needs and requires to be able to do that that's the important thing but tactically, they'll be astute. They'll be ready, and uh, and they'll be. You know, we all know how how fit they are. You know, they are they are a very hard working, good fit football team. Mm. So he'll want to make sure all these players are ready and and up for that game, and I'm sure they will be.
0: And they're the only one of the English teams who play at home in the first leg, which
1: yeah, which had its you know it has its added advantages and disadvantages mm. in, into the way you go about the game. I mean, he will want to take a lead to the new Camp, to Barcelona. Um, he certainly will want, uh, you know, to be aggressive. He'll want to sort of try and restrict Barcelona. He won't worry too much about the possession of Barcelona, I don't think. But he certainly will not want them to dominate as far as Um, Attempts on goal and things like that, because that can be tricky. But he'll want to go into the second leg, certainly in the best year they could possibly be.
0: Yeah, we talk in the media, don't we, very casually about, oh, Barca aren't quite the team they were a year or two ago. But then you start thinking (laughs) about putting a side out at a new camp in the second leg of the the round of 16, and they're still a a great team, aren't they? they Yeah. Let's move on then to United. Um, Sevilla was quite a tricky one. Um,
1: yeah, I think it's a tie. This um, which which can be difficult for for different reasons. You, you know, it's severe, a little bit of an unknown quality or quantity as well. But but they will relish this opportunity to play Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as management goes, in Jose, he's got you know plenty of experience in Europe with with the big clubs. And he'll know tactically how to go about a two-legged affair. That's for sure. You know he will. He will want to make sure that he's in that second game. His selection of players and his tactical awareness will be important for his team. And as a personality, he will enjoy it. You know he loves this this stage. He brings out the good and the bad of Jose in mm. a way. You know he's charismatic. He can be controversial, but um, he'll be looking for good game management in both these legs and I'm sure he'll get that attention to the detail uh, into his his team to play against Sevilla who could be you know a little dark horse really when it comes to uh, to this competition. Done
0: very well in the Europa League haven't they the last you know the last four. Yeah, five I think years. this is
1: a, a step up for them. You know, yeah. I think this is something they've been striving for to get into the Champions League and to to make sure they enjoy it and progress in it. And right now, Manchester United are the team that stands in the way of that progress.
0: So, he's got a different player in there, obviously, with a big signing of Sanchez. They've played a, a similar sort of formation throughout most of this season when they've played a full-strength side, haven't they? With a player out left, whether it's Rashford or Marshall, Lukaku down the middle, Mata before that, Mkhitaryan on the right. We imagine that Sanchez is probably going to play in, in that slot somewhere. But in European games, so United can play against Suddersfield Town or someone with Matic as the only really solid defensive midfielder, Pogba charging about in front of him and the rest of them are attacking players really, aren't they? Do you think you can play and Mourinho would want to play such an attacking formation in in European competition?
1: I I think he will be quite cagey in his approach to certain aspects of management of the game. I think it will depend on one who he selects will suggest the way they're going to play. But I think in Europe, there is a cautiousness about making sure that you don't give areas of the field away, you dominate certain areas, you you dominate the ball a little bit more than normal and deny the opposition the opportunity to hurt you. I think he's got all those ingredients in his mentality, Jose. And it's just making sure the personnel carry out their instructions the way he sees the game developing. And that will be then dictated by the situations they find themselves in during the game. You know, he, he is tactically aware to change it and change it pretty quickly, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, the domination of the game. Is it Manchester United dominating or is it Sevilla having some joy? then he will, he will tactically change that with personnel or with the people that are already out there. So he has got that experience of doing those mm. types of things over the years in order to get the required results. So you know, we'll, we'll see probably a different Jose Mourinho than we see regularly in the Premier League because right. because this is where he wants to be. He wants to be in charge of a football club and a team that he's playing at the highest level in Europe because he knows he's been successful at that level.
0: Yeah, Porto and Inter Milan, fantastic achievements with those clubs. Neither, yeah, neither one
1: of a few managers that's won, you know, the European Champions League with two different teams. I think there's only about five of them. Well, the he's one of five, I think, which uh, which is a fantastic accolade to have.
0: When you're playing Spanish teams, in particular. How, how wary do you have to be at the counter-attack? Because they seem to be so good at that aspect of the game.
1: Well, there's always moments in a football match when teams will dominate, you know, and that's, it's not necessarily always the home team dominates for the majority of the game, but they can hurt you in a blip. You mm. know, it's, it's, it's the way they're structured, the opposition, it's the way they play in Europe. So you have to be fully, fully attentive and concentrated because... As they always say, it takes a second to score a goal and it can be decisive at this level. So, you know, the one advantage Jose has is playing against a Spanish team and he's been involved in the Spanish league. So he will have done his homework over the years. He will roughly know what to expect and he'll know how to plan for that. I'm sure he'll look back in his his history of what he's done before in Spain and, and use some of that. You know, and that's why you are a manager at this level.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, the clubs, you know, we talk about the domination of foreign managers in those top five or six clubs and it comes down to nights like that and you think somebody who's been manager at Real Madrid should know how to...
1: Yeah, and a manager that has won this, this honour yeah. twice before. So that does count a lot because it does give you the heads up and, and, and the attraction and the, and the experience to be able to deliver on the big stage with big players, because that's what it requires.
0: One manager who hasn't won anything, really, is uh, Maurizio Pochettino at Tottenham. But this side he's building there looks like, maybe not the Champions League this year, but um, looks like a team that's going in the right direction towards winning things. But this game against Juve... Perhaps a few years ago when Red Spurs beat Inter Milan it was a fantastic performance and it was a it was an upset really. It was the first time we'd seen Spurs since the sixties doing something really strong in, in the elite European competition. Wouldn't be a massive shock though if if Tottenham were to beat Juventus this time around, would it?
1: No, I think that's the change. That's the changing mentality. And you know, I like Mauricio, you know, as a person and as a as a manager simply because his desire's there to improve and do well. And, and I think he's done that at Tottenham. You know, he's building those, those building blocks to be competitive in all aspects of competition. And I think, you know, up to now and to this stage to pull Juve in these final rounds of, of the European competition on the back of what's been a great little campaign so far, you know, undefeated mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, winning five out of six and drawing one. And I think that's a great achievement, and that shows you the stride he's been making with the players that he's got at his disposal. And those players, you know, the Canes of this world, the the Dyers, the you know, the 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 Allies, they they they've come to the forefront,
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and they're realising that they're in a, a great position now to go on and further their progression and careers at this level. But the football club has embraced it as well, and I, it's an exciting moment, really. I think. Under Mauricio's guidance, that that Tottenham find themselves in this competition playing against historically an excellent team
0: in yeah. in Europe,
1: and I think they'll relish this opportunity. They'll really be looking forward to this tie, and uh, and and I think he's proven in the pre games his flexibility is good at home and away. He's changed it slightly when he's had to do. You know, he's come up with the the ingredients to be competitive. Away from home, not just at home. And I think that's massively important. Yeah. And he, and, he sh- and and I'm sure, looking at you, they will have done their homework seriously on Tottenham, because they'll realise that this isn't this isn't a, a given. This game. You
0: know? No, I think a little bit more than other teams over dependent on one player, though. Spurs. I mean, Kane's goal scoring record has been incredible this past twelve months. If he's not there, if they get injured or he has an off day, they don't really, I mean...
1: Well, that is, that can be an issue. It can be an issue because, let's be fair, he's prolific. You know, he's he's definitely turning up and scoring goals. But, but you look at the players around him, the youthfulness of the side, energetic side, you know, and, and, and they all look like they enjoy playing for each other. Mm. You know, we look at Kane and it's easy to single Kane out, but there's Son there who's done really well yeah. as a counterbalance. And then there's there's the other players in there which is give them stability. But they're all attitude and, and, and the way of possession football. They understand, you know, Europe in a way. It possibly can suit them playing in Europe with the amount of time they play on the ball, the way they play out from the back and play through the lines, get it up to the front to create opportunities to score. The difference this time is the the level of quality they're playing against. It does increase the further you go in the the competition. And Juve, that Italian mentality, that approach that they've got, not just defensively because they're renowned for that, but they do do great marking jobs on people. Mm -hmm. But, that is the challenge of Europe, and for Tottenham, it's the next phase of their development. And, and all credit to, to the management and his staff, I think is applying that experience, he's applying that togetherness, that individuality, and, 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 and getting that message across that, this is where we want to be, and we want to be here for years. And, and we all know Tottenham need to be that type of team now that the more they can play European competition, the greater they will succeed, the greater, the further they will go. And I think that's important for them to take that next stage on.
0: Still a young team, isn't it? I yes, mean, a you young know. team. Yeah, One player I'm, I'm interested with uh, Eric Dyer. I, I wanted to ask you about, about this because we've seen him play both in the centre of midfield and at centre-back. You had that for a while in your career where at one time you were... Considered yeah, more moons, of
1: many moons ago. Yeah, I played a well, what was called like, a utility player really. yes yeah. it was more like that. In in Dyer's case, I think the added bonus of part of his youth was played abroad, played in Europe, mm. and I think he's he's got that understanding now of both sides of 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 the game, particularly the 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 way he was operating in Europe and now he's operating in the Premier League, and I think that's. Really helped him understand different positions, and he's definitely become quite a fulcrum to the to mm-hmm. the way Tottenham go about their business now you know and I, and I think through his mentality as a player and his discipline as a player, he's released um the other players going forward, it gives them that that sort of joy in their application to do the things they do well because he's got that nice, disciplined security element at the back of his mind to make sure there's no spaces, no gaps, you know. Away you go, you play your bit and I'll play my part. And I think that's become quite an important role at this level. Yeah,
0: I think, I think so. I mean, you look at the other teams as well, you know, Matic at United, yeah, Kante at Chelsea, um City, Fernandinho plays that. It's a key yeah. key position. Isn't I it? think
1: all, all this has stemmed from the European element, you know, what we're bringing into the Premier League, you know, sometimes it's dictated by coaches, but sometimes it's the moment you're in. And and there's definitely this defensive stroke creative deep midfield player involvement. And it started with one and, and sometimes it's progressed to two in some cases. But I think that's become quite the norm, both in the domestic league and certainly in Europe, where I think in Europe, midfield dominance has always been a key area. Mm. Slightly different with certain clubs where they've gone maybe more top-heavy up front and got exceptional players in those attacking positions and reliability on those, particularly the Barcelona's of yesteryear and and certainly Bayern, where they've been the more creative and the expectation's been at the front end. Mm. Score more goals, you win a football match. I think that's been the attitude. But certainly we're now into that realm of solid in midfield and the tactical element of a midfield role now.
0: Let's look at Liverpool then. Um, there's been some sensational performances from them in Europe, seven yeah. goals against Spartak Moscow, we've seen them beat Manchester City in the Premier League, but we've also seen them lose to Swansea and West Brom in the cup. Inconsistency there. What what do you make of this one?
1: Well, this one's a really intriguing one because, you know, we we can talk forever about Liverpool's dominance in Europe over the years and now they fit this little fallow spell where where they're trying to get back into the, into this major competitive European situation. And I think, you know, Jurgen Klopp, he's got that mentality of European football. Mm. He's done it with his teams. He's been pretty proactive in, in the way he's uh, way gone about it. He's taken teams as far as anybody can go not necessarily won at the top end when he's come to the finals, but he knows how to get you to that final mm. and you would like to think through his experience and, and and what he's learned over the years it can only be a matter of time before he is successful when he gets them to that position this Liverpool team is is it can blow hot and cold, but when they're on they are serious you know a, 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 at scoring goals and being effective at the high pressing game, the counter attack side of things, their, their quality, technical quality is good. And on their day, Liverpool can beat anybody. Mm. And I think when it comes to this stage, the knockout stage, these Liverpool players can be a serious threat to any team in one given moment. They can be frustrating, of course, But that's human nature at times. But I think in the management and the staff and their approach, their forward-thinking approach, you have to score goals to lose against Liverpool or to win against Liverpool even. Uh, Liverpool will always attack you. They will always look as though they potentially could score quite a few number of goals in any given match. So you have to have an attitude to play against them, which is one try and be tightly defensive but also hurt them at the other end in order to make an impact in the game and i think that's this one i like that i like the liverpool in europe mm. you know i think they've been consistent up to now you know they've uh they've won drawn not lost but i think now they go into this final stage they could be a serious threat to any team over two legs
0: yeah i mean that attack you know it was, the papers were calling it the fab four obviously Coutinho's gone and it's you know, the top three or whatever we're going to call it. But but it's still... The fact that Salah's had such an amazing season, hasn't he, really? He's really shone yeah. through in that team. I think
1: they've recruited really well, not just for the Premier League, but they've recruited well for this competition because they realise that the further you go in it, yet discipline is applied, concentration is applied, the higher level and, and the further forward you go, but you also need that extra little bit of quality that makes the difference. Mm. And any of those teams that really go to the final and win those games, it usually comes down to a moment of brilliance. One player just doing the right thing at the right time. And, uh, and Liverpool certainly have those characteristics in their forward line to be able to, to do that and be successful at that. And not just the odd player, There are a few. There are definitely a few in that team. What will be interesting is is when those games come up, what personnel are available at the time, you know, and and what decisions the English clubs make when it comes to the game before. The game before the big game in Europe. That's that's a critical aspect of of the European competition. Yeah, have you got that ability to to plan ahead? Have you got that ability to take a player out just at that critical time in the Premier League in order to be ready for the
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the European tie? That's that's a major decision and that's the outside influences as well that you have to put up with. But it's, you've got to be brave, you've got to be decisive and you've got to make sure that the big European games, you've got your big European players
0: playing in. The big question, Mark, though, with Liverpool is, is at the other end of the field, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's no doubt they can score goals and create opportunities. But, but the back fours had some issues. The goalkeeping area has not always looked solid. But they spent a lot of money, £75 million on, on Virgil van Dijk. Is he going to be up to that level? he's yeah, f- a full
1: international player. There's plenty of international players. So they've been exposed to, uh, to the European way of playing. Um, but I think in in Liverpool's case, you know they're they're pretty consistent in their approach to to football matches, and and even their tactical side of things is consistent. You know Jurgen likes his four three three, which may drop into you know a four five one when needed. Mm. Um, but I think it's it, it, the attitude that Jurgen has is to to high press, get at teams, counter attack quickly, use speed agility and you know and, 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 and a, a forward thinking attitude and to polish it off, he probably does want his team to defend as a unit um, with those attacking minded players so he'll, he you know he's a manager that will work on these things. I think he's, he's trying to get the message across that there's a moment to attack and there's a moment to be a condensed unit mm. and, and certainly at this level now. And the experience he's got, he understands the game at this level more than anything that midfield dominance is important, but defensive strength is important at certain times of a football match. You know, and sometimes you can get away with it in the Premier League because you're all out of attack and you score more goals than the opposition. In Europe, against the big teams, against those final stages, within those final stages, it may be one opportunity, one moment of brilliance. That makes the difference. And it may come down to a very tight tactical game, but they have the, the players and the mentality to just strike when it matters and win a game of football. So, all the defensive aspect of it you know, is important, but not necessarily the strength he's looking for going into these final rounds.
0: So, mate, looking at these five games, what, what do you think the chances are of all five English teams going through?
1: Well, having looked at it and, and, and followed it in particular with these, with these teams now and the stages that they're at, I think it's a really exciting prospect. I think it's one of these moments now where we can push their efforts in the Premier League into Europe. And I think it's a real quality that all these teams have got going forward at this level. I think they can all definitely Um, push on. I think they can all get into that next round. And it's going to be important for different reasons that we see British teams and English teams in this next stage, because it will be really, really exciting for the country.
0: Thanks very much indeed, Mick, for your thoughts on that and that analysis. And we'll be back again shortly with more.